Of course, Santa Claus will come, said Jimmy Martin confidently. Jimmy was ten, and at ten it's easy to be confident. Why, he's got to come, because it's Christmas Eve, and he always has come. You know that, twins. Yes, the twins knew it, and cheered by Jimmy's superior wisdom, their doubts passed away. Well, there had been one terrible moment when Theodora had sighed and told them they mustn't become too disappointed if Santa Claus didn't come this year, because the crops had been poor, and he mightn't have had enough presents to go round. That doesn't make any difference to Santa Claus, scoffed Jimmy. You know as well as I do, Theodora Prentice, that Santa Claus is rich whether the crops fail or not. They failed three years ago before Father died, but Santa Claus came all the same. Probably you don't remember it, twins, because you were too little, but I do. Of course he'll come. So don't you worry a mite, and he'll bring my skates and your dolls. He knows we're expecting them, Theodora, because we wrote him a letter last week, and threw it up the chimney. There'll be candy and nuts, of course, and Mother's gone to town to buy a turkey. I tell you we're going to have a ripping Christmas. Well, don't use such slangy words about it, Jimmy boy, sighed Theodora. She couldn't bear to dampen their hopes any further, and perhaps Aunt Elizabeth might manage if the colt sold well. But Theodora had her painful doubts, and she sighed again as she looked out the window far down the trail that wound across the prairie red-lighted by the declining sun of the short wintry afternoon. Do people always sigh like that when they get to be sixteen? asked Jimmy curiously. You didn't sigh like that when you're only fifteen, Theodora. I wish you wouldn't. It makes me feel funny. And it's not a nice kind of funniness, either. It's a bad habit I've gotten into lately, said Theodora, trying to laugh. Old folks are dull sometimes, you know, Jimmy boy. Sixteen is awfully old, isn't it? said Jimmy reflectively. I tell you what I'm going to do when I'm sixteen, Theodora. I'm going to pay off the mortgage and buy mother a silk dress and a piano for the twins. Won't that be elegant? Won't be able to do that, because I'm a man. Of course, if I was only a girl, I couldn't. I hope you'll be a good, kind, brave man and a real help to your mother, said Theodora softly, sitting down at the cozy fire and lifting the fat little twins into her lap. Oh, I'll be good to her, never you fear, assured Jimmy, squatting comfortably down on the little fur rug before the stove, the skin of the coyote his father had killed four years ago. I believe in being good to your mother when you've only got the one. Now tell us a story, Theodora, a real jolly story, you know, the kind with lots of fighting in it. Only please don't kill anybody. I like to hear about fighting, but I like to have all the people come out alive. Theodora laughed and began a story about the Ryle Rebellion of eighty-five, a story which had the double merit of being true and exciting at the same time. It was quite dark when she finished, and the twins were nodding, but Jimmy's eyes were wide open and sparkling. That was great, he said, drawing a long breath. Tell us another. No, it's bedtime for you all, said Theodora firmly. One story at a time is my rule, you know. But I want to sit up till Mother comes home, objected Jimmy. You can't. She may be very late, for she would have to wait to see Mr. Porter. Besides, you don't know what time Santa Claus might come, if he comes at all. If he were to drive along and see your children up instead of being sound asleep in bed, he might go right on by and never call at all. Well, this argument was too much for Jimmy. All right, we'll go, but we have to hang up our stockings first. Twins, get yours. And the twins toddled off in great excitement, and brought back their Sunday stockings, which Jimmy proceeded to hang along the edge of the mantel shelf. This done, they all trooped obediently off to bed. Theodora gave another sigh and seated herself at the window, where she could watch the moonlit prairie for Mr. Martin's homecoming and knit at the same time.